0: No purchase necessary void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league
1: in podcasting entertainment.
0: Football fans and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer and as always I'm joined by the Mark Weber.
1: Dub them E's.
0: And I can officially say Mark we are, I'm going to, four weeks is it, three or four weeks away from our divisional previews here on the Onside Kick.
1: Coming up, I'm very excited.
0: Oh, this is the one thing where I'm like, okay, in June and July we're going to do our divisional previews and now I'm like, wait i got to go through the month of May now mm-hmm. before I can just look can at divisions. Get, can
1: we get to some football?
0: Uh, it's Right now, baseball. I know baseball right now. I've been listening to ESPN radio like I always do. They're calling it Baseball Central or the City of Baseball because yeah. both our teams are doing well. But, man, do I miss some football. And we've got some jam-packed football topics for you on this podcast. We're going to be talking about Melvin Gordon. Can he bounce back this season? Will my Minnesota Vikings be the Super Bowl 51 or L1 or, or LI. Lee. Lee. the Super yep. Lee champions. And then we're going to be talking some Oakland Raiders moving possibly to the Sin City. But before we get into all that, i got to take the time to quickly pump our Patreon page if you support the podcast each and every week and want a little bit extra. You're like, man, I love the podcast, but I wish I could have some more. Go to our Patreon page. If you can give a little bit extra support We've got some cool rewards and some extra kind of gifts and stuff for you guys for your extra support if you if you want to do so. If not, you still get everything that you want, like the onside kick, and we're going to get right into it. Melvin Gordon had surgery mark on his knee back in January, and i I don't know about you. If I am a Charger fan, I'm a little bit worried about this because... Melvin Gordon didn't have the best of rookie seasons.
1: That's why I'd almost say, I don't know if I am worried about it because he didn't do very much worth kind of caring about. I'm not really feeling like I'm going to miss out on very much. We had one of the worst rushing attacks in the entire league last year. I'm not that upset about this because we're not missing anything. There was one team that was worse off than we were. That was it. It can only get better from here pretty much, right? You can go one spot lower and that's it. It's got to be better than this. I mean, you're just hoping that something makes him better. Something makes him able to bounce back and be the guy that everybody kind of expected him to be coming out of the draft being one of the top two running backs taken.
0: Didn't have an, I didn't have a single rushing touchdown last season. And if you're like Ricky, I forgot what Gordon's stats were, ran for 641 yards, averaged three and a half yards per carry, zero touchdowns, and fumbled the ball five times. And to me, if if I'm the Chargers, I'm taking a serious look. I think that this is the year that Melvin Gordon needs to do something. Because if he doesn't, I'm going to go as far to say that maybe The Chargers in next year's draft, whether it be first round, second round, or further, look at a guy that, hey, you know what, if we suck far enough, if Leonard Fournette, if they're in a position to get Fournette next year, they'll possibly go with him. I think it's going to go that far. Okay, if you don't do good this season, we've got to replace you.
1: Well, they have to do something, that's for sure. Uh, Because the, the passing game is not what the problem is. The passing game is never the problem for for San Diego. Uh, Right now, their biggest issue is they can't get the run game going. And then that defense just isn't very good. It's not terrible, but it's not very good either. So they have a lot of work to do. That might be one option and one thing to address it. Because like we always say with these guys like Tony Romo, Mm -hmm. uh, Eli Manning's getting to there now, Drew Brees, these are the guys where you got only a few more chances to try and strike gold and get that Super Bowl. You know, Phillip Rivers doesn't have that many seasons left. Not only are they thinking about what are we going to do later on for a quarterback situation, but they got to think about what we can do right now to take advantage of what we do have. And the passing game's great. The defense needs to improve a little bit. But if the defense isn't amazing, that's okay if you have that great run game to make that offense unstoppable.
0: Well, and I mean, I'm even going to go out there and say that the now this doesn't fall completely on Melvin Gordon. This is kind of a Charger thing as a whole, but I I just can't help but look at that division right now. And the thing for the AFC West that is going to be the most interesting is the king of the mountaintop is very weak. The Broncos, who last year's Super Bowl champions Winner of the AFC West, they have a huge question at quarterback because they don't have Peyton Manning leading their team. Nope. And the guy that is most likely going to take over week one is Mark Sanchez. This is a division that, I mean, the Chargers have got to be in there, but you can take Raiders and Chiefs as well. They need to be looking at, hey, we got to get a run game going, support for Philip Rivers because – This could be one of the only years that you see that window to take the division. Mm -hmm. you got to strike on it because who knows what happens. Paxton Lynch develops this year, and then, boom, the window shuts next year.
1: He could be great. Um, You know, Alex Smith is doing well out there. Uh, Derek Carr, of course, for the Raiders. You have these, you know, you have the two young guys developing. Mm-hmm. So you really do need to kind of strike while the iron's hot. I mean, the Broncos are definitely still the team to beat, but it's not like last year where they were just gone with it. You know, they took it because that defense was amazing. The defense had taken a little bit of a step back, of course, because players leaving. Um and then Peyton Manning's gone too, so you lose that and you're completely starting over because of course Brock Osweiler's uh, he's gone too. He's over mm-hmm. in uh In Houston, the site of of Super Bowl Lee. Just wanted to say Super Bowl Lee again. Uh, So, I mean, it really kind of is up for grabs. So they need a guy like Gordon to really step up and be who he was supposed to be. You might remember all the way back from the draft previews two years ago now, this was the guy I was saying he was the one who was going to do it. Todd Gurley, you know, I was unsure if he could bounce back from his injury issues. But Melvin Gordon, I felt good about him, and then he completely disappointed me last season, just as the Chargers always do. They always disappoint me. But somehow I still have hope for them, just like I do with this one. You know, the question of can Melvin Gordon bounce back and do something in this season, I think he can. Now, part of the reason I think he can is because he only got 600 yards in 14 Mm -hmm. games. That's fucking terrible. But, you know, no touchdowns at all. That's just awful. But here's the thing. Do I know he's going to do better? I'm not sure. I mean, the offensive line, they got a lot of work they got to do as well. Uh, So San Diego Chargers, I'm not completely convinced that they are going to step up and do it, just like I'm not Mm -hmm. convinced that Melvin Gordon is. Because there's no—anytime you have hope for the San Diego Chargers, they let you down. So what I'm trying to say well, is you don't had, have hope.
0: You had so much hope for them. What was I it thought they 2 were going years ago?
1: 2 years ago and this year and this past season You here.
0: usually are the uh Charger fanboy of MVP.
1: Because they should be really good. They've got everything they need to They've be great. They got Philip Rivers. They got Philip the Rivers. The Bolo.
0: They got the Bolo, baby.
1: And he he does love his <laughs> his Bolo, that's for sure. But the team is good. I mean, the defense isn't great, but they're mm-hmm. not bad. They're definitely there. Um when you have Floyd when you have Allen up there for your wide receivers you have great options of course Antonio Gates might not be what he once was but he's still a solid force out there you have everything you need you know Woodhead's not the number one guy Melvin Gordon was supposed to be the number one guy and it doesn't happen I mean you can see right now with the with the defense being fairly average Mm -hmm. uh not terrible but not great with the offense passing attack being one of the best in the NFL they're just missing one thing and it doesn't really make complete sense to me why a team in this state was 4 and 12 last year mm-hmm. a lot of those games they kind of they could have won and they should have been able to win those but they didn't let themselves do it a running game will let them do it and a running game that works well is exactly what the you know is exactly what the chargers want Because it'll mask some of those flaws on the defense Mm -hmm. when you don't let the defense go out there that much.
0: Here's something I'm going to bring up, and this is an interesting to kind of like the timeline of this injury. Okay, so Gordon has the microfracture surgery, they said, in January is when he had the actual surgery. And he's expecting to be fully healthy for the start of training camp at the end of July. However, I'm not, as of right now in May, I'm not even like, before we talk about will he bounce back, will he even bounce back to the field? Because Jadavion Clowney in 2014 also had microfracture surgery. And here's the timeline for Jadavion. And I know that all cases aren't exact carbon copies, but this could be taken into consideration where September of 14, he gets the surgery. They say, oh, it's four to six weeks. That's when they thought it was just to repair a meniscus. By the time we get to December 4th, nearly four months after he got the surgery, he was placed on IR. Then he didn't even come back to the field until September of 2015. And I know you're saying, well, Ricky... He was placed on IR and he kind of, for the offseason, couldn't play during the offseason because there were no games going on. That's why it took him a full year to get recovered. But the thing I think you can take this into effect four to six weeks would be right around the end of, or beginning or middle of February. That's not the case because that's when they thought Jadavion had the meniscus tear. This microfactor surgery, I'm looking at it, it took him four months to be placed on the IR. Four months from January is right around where we're sitting right now. Would have been last month, actually. And the thing I look at is if it took Jadavion Clowney a year to get back, is there a possibility through training camp we go, hey, Gordon, you're not starting week one, and he misses a few weeks of the season. I'm not saying he's... Gonna miss the entire season, but there's even a possibility he could miss some games off the front.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, if they gotta, you know, if they gotta, kind of, I don't want to say redshirt him because I don't think that's gonna be the correct term. Well, he's I, not gonna be. He's going the whole. Yeah, year. he's gonna play at points in the year, but if they have to have him miss, you know, the first quarter, maybe the first half of a season. Honestly, it might not be the worst thing in the world. I you never want to hear this. You never want to talk like this.
0: You can't have a miss half the season. Well, I'm talking about like I'm a saying, week or two.
1: Yeah, but if it's a very serious injury, I mean, he just got that surgery in January. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance he could miss quite a bit of time.
0: I say do it this way too. You ain't playing the preseason. However, you got to look at it as: do you not play him in the preseason to help the injury, or do you play him in the preseason? Because he needs that kind of, like he needs that you game experience. Yeah. Because he had such a bad season in his rookie yeah, year, and
1: this isn't Adrian Peterson, who you can just plug and play. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who needs to get that confidence back going. You know, like we said, fourteen games, only six hundred some yards, not good. We're not mm-hmm. happy about that for sure. So, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, the beginning of the season isn't terrible. You know, they can afford to not have Melvin Gordon in there for some of these games, like against the Chiefs, against the Jaguars. I know that's an up-and-coming team, but they can still compete for sure. The Colts did not show much last year. The Saints, we don't really know where the Saints are at. Mm -hmm. It's not really until they get to Week 5 against the Raiders, then the Broncos, the Broncos again in a couple weeks. That's when they really need to have Melvin Gordon back because they need to be firing on all cylinders in the middle of the season and then again at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. They're really going to need both those two things to be there. Otherwise, this is going to be yet another you know five, six-win season and nothing really to show for it. And you can't have yet another mediocre season if you're the San Diego Chargers.
0: Well, and another reason why I bring up why Gordon needs to have... To me, he needs to bounce back. This isn't a season of will he bounce back, will he not? He needs to bounce back this season. Because if he doesn't bounce back, I am telling you that right now the Chargers, and a lot can change whether it's going to be round one or round two, but the Chargers will, depending on where they fall in the draft, be looking at a guy like Fournette if they're early enough, a Delvin Cook out of Florida State, a Nick Chubb out of Georgia. And I know we're far away from the 2017 draft. There's a lot of things that still play into it, how well the Chargers do for their draft order, how well the prospects do in the season, and can they avoid injury to have a good enough draft stock. Also, depending on what other teams do, there's a lot of variables that you you can't predict at this point, but I wouldn't be surprised if Melvin Gordon, whether it's due to injury or just him not being able to perform to the level if after two years, the Chargers go, hey, we got to fix this problem because one point that you made, Phillip Rivers isn't getting any younger. And his window as a quarterback for the Chargers closes each and every year. And I'm not saying like a Philip Rivers is bad. I'm just saying he's getting older. Yeah. Kind of like a Tony Romo in... For the Cowboys, you only why they only have so draft- much left yeah. in the tank, and that's why they drafted Dak Prescott. And another, although thing-
1: they really wanted Paxton Lynch, no, they
0: did. They Jerry did. Jones
1: has made it clear that he yeah. did not really care about drafting so Dak Prescott.
0: And just to go on that, this is now the second time Jerry Jones has missed on a quarterback he really liked. The first mm. one being Johnny Football. So now what's Paxton his, what's Lynch. What that tell
1: you about Paxton Lynch?
0: He's going to be watching the draft from a bar in a couple of years. Apparently, what four years? If the
1: pattern continues, uh, something I want to mention with the Chargers too mm-hmm. is one reason why they need Melvin Gordon to come back and they need him to hit well because they can't be in the situation that you're pointing out where they're going to be early on drafting maybe a quarterback, or maybe a running, a running back in this situation. They can't have that because of Mike McCoy. Mm-hmm. Three seasons now. This is going to be his fourth season as the head coach of the San Diego Chargers. Nine and seven. Nine and seven four and 12. He hasn't had success. His first year was probably the best because they actually got to a playoff game, but they have not had success under Mike McCoy. And if they have another year where they're below 500, he's got to go, right? He's got to go. Cause he's not getting it done. You know, he did well in Denver uh, mm-hmm. as an offensive coordinator, but he's not doing it as a head coach. That's not good. You're going to be in a situation where soon you're going to need a new quarterback. It's a really good time to do that. If you're early on, get a new coach, let him get his guy that he feels good about, you know, cuz the GM the GM's going to listen to his new coach about, "All right, what kind of quarterback do you want?" Cuz of course there's all every year there's going to be a few guys that are mm-hmm. considered for number 1. Yeah. And let this guy choose the one that he wants to mm-hmm. have. If Mike McCoy's out, because I say there's been mediocrity for too long in San Diego for the Chargers, if something is not going well, if we're not above 500 in the season, coaches got to go. We well, got to do something new. We got to try something different.
0: And plus on the side of Melvin Gordon, I'm going to throw it out there for Charger fans that have been around for a while, mm-hmm. you are not filling the smallest of shoes when it comes to guys that have played the position of running back for the Chargers. And the reason why I say that is this is a team that in its history did have LT as its mm-hmm. running back. It had Ladainian and Tomlinson. So to me, that's what I think. Like, if I'm an old Charger fan, I go, hey, I don't think you're going to come in and be the next LT, but you have to be able to put the team on your back like LT did for us as a running back.
1: Yeah. Well, the Chargers are a team that want to run the ball. They do. I mean, that's the way Charger football works. I say this as a Bears fan. Yeah, Mark Trestman came in here and said, we're going to throw the ball like hell because we got Jay Cutler and we got Brandon Marshall. We can do this. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're saying, hey, we're a running football team. We run the football. That's what you want to do. That's what the Chargers want. That's why they want a guy like Melvin Gordon to be able to do that. If he's not that guy, they got to get somebody to do it. But I'm saying, you know, we're not in prediction mode yet. We're not in preview mode yet. But this is a make-or-break season for, for guys like uh, Mike McCoy, for Melvin Gordon, for Phillip Rivers. I put Phillip Rivers in there just because he's, he's aging out, mm-hmm. basically. Um, but, hey, you know, it's now or never. You don't have much left.
0: Well, I mean, some of the other running backs, Ryan Matthews, when he was with the Chargers, He was a pretty good running back. I mean, Danny Woodhead's been serviceable. Brendan Mm -hmm. Oliver, it's like if you're Melvin Gordon, you have to channel what the old guys, I use LT as the main guy because he was arguably the greatest charger running back ever to put on the powder blues. But also when you come out of college and your senior year in college, you have 2,587 yards, an average of 7.5 yards per carry and 29 tutties. Yeah. You better live up to that. You don't want to be Trent Richardson. Especially when a team takes you 15th overall. Because we all know what Mel Kuyper thinks about taking running backs in the first round.
1: And I agree with Mel Kuyper. But you you got to, don't be Trent Richardson in this situation. Don't gonna, fall off. Don't be nothing. I'm
0: going to put it on this way. Zeke has got to be saying, I don't want to be like Melvin Gordon. He was taken yep. even higher than number 15.
1: Yeah. Well, he's really thinking, I don't want to be Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. Yeah, well, Trent Rule is number three or number two overall. I don't. I want to say
0: he was four because that was the year where the Vikings were right behind the Browns, mm-hmm. and we traded with the Browns to swap picks so that we could take Khalil, and then they took Richardson.
1: So there you go. Don't be Trent Richardson. That's the moral of the story. Please, yeah, hey, Trent turn Gordon, Richardson's turn with the
0: Ravens now.
1: Yeah, and he thinks you know <laughs> maybe this will finally be this will finally be it. I'll finally yeah, turn it around.
0: You're right. He was third overall. Mm-hmm. But um, that was, it was, okay, that's what it was. It was, we were at three, they were at four. They traded up to get Richardson, and then we took Khalil. So, Zeke, you're one right off. behind him, yeah.
1: You got a tiny, you got one pick worth Let, of less pressure.
0: Let's be honest. That that trade to this day, I sit there and go, Why? Because Andrew Luck went, RG three went. At number three, I knew we were gonna take Matt Khalil. Yeah. We were going to take an offensive tackle. We have fucking AP. Why did we why would we even have to take Trent Richards? Well, they don't necessarily the think Browns you were gonna up. do
1: it. They thought someone would trade with the Vikings. To take him. Okay. That's what the thought process I, was.
0: I didn't even think they were trading with they anybody. They should have
1: been glad that you know that the Vikings would be willing to trade and let somebody else take that burden off of the Browns' hands. That was the year mm-hmm. of awful trades, Trent Richardson <laughs> trade and RG three trade, yep, only to be beaten. Possibly, we'll see in like five years by the possibly Eagles, beaten Browns. by Eagles Brown trade because the Browns, of course, always got to be involved with bad trades. However, but this case this could they're be on the the, the good the one, side, yeah, of
0: it. where they're on the winning side. For once, they do something right. But I'm gonna we're gonna end this one before we go into our next topic, and I'm just gonna we're gonna end it by saying. Final answer: Does Melvin Gordon bounce back in 2016?
1: He has to. Yes.
0: I right now I'm going to say no. If I'm leaning on it, no, he does not. And the Chargers are looking for a running back, not a new trip. head coach. Oh, your head coach. What kind of deal? Like Charger fans, I know you don't want to see this, but me as a non-Charger fan, I think it would work better for your future if, if you do bad enough. You fire Mike McCoy, get someone in there that can. Just competently run a team, and then you have the possibility to draft Leonard Fournette in the top five. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I would take Leonard Fournette over Melvin Gordon right now, now any day.
1: I will say that someone down in the comment section is going to complain about how we're giving Mike McCoy kind of a bad break because he ha- he was over five hundred twice. Hey, there have been and co- last year there were issues. There have
0: been coaches that have been fired for, for worse. Worse. Yeah, look you at you can chud. get shut. Yeah, yeah you look can get shutted.
1: Lovey Smith. I love when we're on he the same mental He was having things going pain. well. You know, things happened. I mean, it, I, Lovie Smith I, got fired for going 10-6. and six Yeah. Because he couldn't beat the Packers. He, you could never beat the Packers. <laughs> now, I always would say, you know, remember John Harbaugh, too. Mm-hmm. Remember the Harbaugh. Goes to a Super Bowl, AFC Championship games, you get back to college. So Mike McCoy can get fired for two over 800s and a 4-12. And, okay. and then one more.
0: Okay, we're going to move on, and I'm going to start this next segment of the podcast just by reading a quote, and this is what Adrian Peterson told the Monday Morning Quarterback, the mm, themmq.com. He said, and I quote, we are going to have a good chance to win it this year. Win everything. Sit back and watch. Sit back and watch. You can be like, I thought you guys were at least a couple years away. Nope. You sit back and watch this year, end quote.
1: Some of you might be wondering who Adrian Peterson is. <laughs> he is a running back who effectively runs the ball, and when he gets hurt, he comes back and does amazing things. Uh, so, Kind of what yeah, Melvin Gordon wants to be. Yeah, he is exactly. He is the idol here. He is the dream. So I don't know how I feel about this. I really don't. Um, because, one, do the Minnesota Vikings have a team set up for good stuff? Oh yeah, and they're set up for great things right now. Um, I mean, they have Adrian Peterson, thing. I one of the best running backs, if not the best running back mm-hmm. out there. Uh, their defense did a great job last year. You know, they they were kind of middle of the pack with letting teams score against them, but the defense was definitely very good. The problem they have is the passing game. So, is that addressed? Is Laquan Treadwell the answer? Because that's really what it is. You can't you can't be the Vikings and go back in. Exactly, kind of, you know, in the same ground with good defense, good mm-hmm. run game, no quarterback. You can't do that. You aren't the Denver Broncos. Well, it's not going to work for you.
0: And the thing I will say for this year that helps out is what did we go ahead and do? We effectively got Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to say two weapons because not only did we get a Laquan Treadwell, we got a guy who, of course, he's a mystery because he's coming over from Germany, but. Man, if Bowringer can do something positive for this team, to have him, Diggs, and Treadwell to just give fucking Teddy somebody to throw to. Because mm. that's what we need. We need somebody that's going to be there to make plays for Teddy Bridgewater. Because the one thing I'm repeating from uh, Waddle and Sylvie when I listened to him this week, I think it was Silverman even said, he went, yeah, man, I, I just got to give him credit. He did everything he could to bring that team down the field, and then the kicker messed it up.
1: Yeah. Didn't the kicker mess it up twice?
0: Yeah, but everyone remembers him for that last mess up. Yeah, but he messed it up twice. Laces in. Why are laces in? Laces should be out. Yeah, now that's not the kicker's fault. That's the holder's fault. Laces should be fucking out, but I'm not. I'm not going to go back there. I, I had to go to therapy for that. Yeah, and we made a lot. Of, we made a lot of hedgeway, and mm-hmm. I'm not falling back into that. Dark but you know, place.
1: my the point that always needs to be made is you guys did put yourself in that situation. You could have done better earlier on, Just and saying. we also got
0: down. a cornerback to help on the defensive side. Yep. But this draft was about getting Teddy weapons. We got him weapons. We got him a tackle to help protect him. This is this draft for us was all about what can we do to help you, Teddy? Mm-hmm. What can we do to help? Unfortunately
1: for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater uh, and just the Vikings in general, the rest of the division, excluding the Lions really, uh, are right there as well. Because the Packers got Jordy Nelson back, and that's really all they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback. And the Chicago Bears' defense is better. Is the offense going to be improved? I don't know. We'll find out. But... The defense it got better, so that's what really matters. So I know Ricky always says it's the three-headed race there between the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings. It's going to be tough. I I really look at the you know I look at their schedule and, and they don't have it easy. You know they have a couple games here and there where you can be like, yeah, they probably got that one. Well, I mean they played the Lions twice.
0: The biggest toss-ups to me. And the thing that makes... I'm going hard on like, the
1: Lions today, by the well, way.
0: The, the thing that makes this kind of um, schedule the toughest is the Colts, the Jaguars, the Eagles, the Giants, and the Texans. It's basically that South, that ASC South, except mm-hmm. for the Titans. I know the Titans did good things, but I think we can beat them week one. And... I'm sorry for the Cowboys. Uh, no, I'm sorry about the Redskins. That's going to be a tough game. I know what I'm getting from the Redskins, though. It's those other teams because the Colts, how are you going to bounce back with Andrew Luck here? Jacksonville, are you going to finally make that step into a quality team? The Eagles, how are you going to do it? Carson Wentz is your starter. Houston, how are you going to do in the Brock the Cock Osweller era? And then the Giants, how are you going to do without Tom Coughlin? There are question marks all over the, all over the field to whereas right now, sitting here doing this podcast, I can't call those wins or losses. I, mm-hmm. can, I can effectively say I feel confident that we'll split with the Bears. You win in Chicago, we'll win in Minnesota. And with Green Bay, I feel the same thing. That week two, as of right now, and I will say this to the end of time for this year, September 18th, there's no way the Packers walk into that new stadium and win that game we are winning that first stadium uh, that first game in the new stadium they're not going to play spoiler just because of all the emotion that's going to go into opening that thing it's not going to happen so we'll split with the packers split with the bears and then we just got to sweep the vikings or sweep the lions i should mm-hmm. say yeah however usually when i pick sweeps over the lions they either sweep us or get a split
1: yeah for sure um it's going to be interesting i don't know with the vikings i mean like i said they're a team that should be that way because they kind of set up to do it. The thing that is, Laquan Treadwell really needs to show up and be the real deal. Not only that, but if he gets double covered, you know, obviously Diggs was Stephon doing pretty Diggs. well. But he's got to do it again. He's really got to be a solid number two because, option.
0: Because it's official. We're moving on from Cordell Patterson. Yeah, he's gone. Like they, They're saying they're not picking up the option. He's gone. We're moving on from him. I really, I really think Bowringer has to do something. I know he's a late round pick, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't even see the field. But we just need playmakers to go out there and catch the ball for the Vikings. And mm-hmm. this is the year, like I said, we needed to get Teddy help. Now the guys that we got to help Teddy, now it has to be, hey, we got you weapons.
1: Now you, now have you have, to, do have it. to
0: show us what you can do, Teddy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you don't have that excuse anymore. Now mm-hmm. it's on you. So. It's going to be interesting for sure. I think the Vikings are a team that can get to the playoffs. I don't see them as a deep run team just yet. I got to see them play because I need to be able to mm-hmm. see how, you know, how this kid from Germany is going to do. I need to see how LaQuan Treadwell mm-hmm. is going to translate to the NFL because I had him as my favorite. I had you know, him as wide my receiver. number 1. Yeah, I had him as my favorite wide receiver coming out of the draft. So, is he going to is he going to live up to that? We'll have to see. And then it really comes down to Teddy Bridgewater. I know you love the guy for what he can do and what he's shown. Here's
0: the the perfect analogy I heard. I'm not sure
1: yet. I'm not sold yet.
0: Here's the perfect analogy I heard for Teddy Bridgewater, and I completely agree with it, and I do love Teddy Bridgewater, is Teddy's not the guy that's going to go out there and win you the Super Bowl. He's not going to go out there and be like, Teddy, it's all on your back. Win us this game. He's going to do exactly what he has to do To put the team in the position to win it. But he's not going to be the one... And then the
1: kicker's going to mess it up. To win it.
0: Exactly. Like, one of that. Or it's going to be... If we're going to win this... Win in this season, it's going to be... Teddy does enough just to... And I'm not saying, like, Rex Grossman just enough. Mm -hmm. I'm saying he does his job. He plays effectively. And the two things that'll decide this year for us is defense and... Adrian Peterson because the system that Zimmer is running fits Teddy Bridgewater. You play effectively under North Turner's system, and I'm going to build you a defense because that's the thing Mike Zimmer's trying to do. The Anthony Barr, the Kendricks, when he drafted Rhodes. I know Rhodes didn't come out and have a stellar season right away. When we get Mackenzie Alexander this year, we are trying to build a stable defense That can carry the team. Because I feel like with a Mike Zimmer team, the defense gets the job done. Teddy just does enough. Just does Mm -hmm. enough to be effective and put us in the opportunity. You want to look at
1: the Denver Broncos, essentially. Great defense, great run game. Quarterback does whatever, doesn't mess it up.
0: Exactly. Peyton Manning didn't have to go out there and be old Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to go out there and be Tom Brady. He just had to put his team in the right situation.
1: Yeah. Which is what the Vikings need to do. They're gonna have a tough time doing it, of course. Tough schedule. They gotta hope things come back. They got the Packers bouncing back strong. They have uh the Chicago Bears trying to do it, trying to get back in there. It is John Fox's second year as head coach. Typically he goes to a Super Bowl in that situation, just putting out what the pattern is. Uh so it's gonna be interesting for sure. You know, I, I I have trouble seeing the Vikings anything less than nine wins unless something goes catastrophically wrong. Unless, you know, Teddy Bridgewater just breaks um, as over of, Adrian Peterson, who also you breaks. You know what?
0: I said I wasn't going to do it, but fuck yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. As of, as of right now. Declare your Super Bowl winner right here, Ricky. <laughs> you're you're going to get the uh, preliminary um, Ricky Whitmer, what I think. At Tennessee, you, you keep track, Mark. You keep right. track for me. So at Tennessee, I think it's going to be a win. Um, home against Green Bay, I'll put it down as a win right now. At Carolina, because of what Carolina, no, they don't have Josh Norman, but I'm going to mark it as a loss. So two and one. Monday night against the Giants, I'll go win as of right now, but the thing is, I don't know what to expect from the Giants yet this season. I got to see what happens with their new addition. So that's going to be three and one. Houston at home. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I wanna g I wanna go four and one. Fuck it. I'm gonna go four and one into the bye week. is a joke, five and one. Bears at Chicago, I'll give it to the at five and two. Lions in Minnesota, six and two. Um Washington on the road. I'm gonna go six and three and then Arizona at home six and four. So we lose those two. Then at Detroit Thursday night that's Thanksgiving, right? The twenty fourth of November.
1: Sounds about right.
0: So I'm gonna go win because Detroit doesn't play well on Thanksgiving when they play NFC North opponents. So what that's seven and four. Um Dallas, another Thursday night game. I'll give it to Chicago, I'll give it to Minnesota, I mean, but I mean Dallas, I don't know what to expect from them. Eight wins. Jacksonville's 9 Indianapolis because it's at home I'll go 10 and then it's going to be 11 wins because Packers will be a loss and then Bears I said the split so 11 wins however I would not be surprised the way I'm going to call it because to fit my prediction is that last game on New Year's Day is going to be winner gets the 5 loser gets the 6 in the wild card
1: there you go. The only things that I would, and, and they're not going to be surprising to you, the only things I would call, I'm very high on the Giants this year. I know that there's a question mark right I now, said, but I'm very high on I
0: said coin toss it right yeah. now.
1: I feel good about the Texans um, this season, too, but I'm not going to give that game to the Texans. As, I just feel good about them. As the of defeat. right
0: now, and to be honest, the, re- the main reason why I picked both of those is wins. Mm-hmm. The Giant one, I'm not as high as them yet as I am, as you are. And that Houston one, I know they added Brock. I know they added some pieces like Lamar Miller, but it's at home. So I gave it to the Vikings right now.
1: I'm not sure about those Redskins. Don't know what to think about that. Yeah, I only
0: gave it to them because it was on the road in Washington. Yeah,
1: I, I think the Cowboys have a good opportunity uh, to to be a bounce back team because of Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great game because you what, have.
0: What if that game was AP versus yeah. Zeke and they just went blow for blow? Exactly because you oh. have
1: the you know Adrian Peterson and then you got the young gun mm-hmm. who's going to be the next Adrian Peterson, and then the Colts. I mean, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see what what they bounce back, what they're going to be this year. Uh, so it's so many question marks, but that's kind of the issue with you know saying these things early on. Because mm-hmm. we haven't seen training camp yet. We haven't seen, or at least much of camp type of situations yet. Uh, we haven't seen the preseason. We haven't seen any of that. So it's a lot of a question mark. It's going to be tough. Uh, the NFC this year, I think that race is just going to be... Those wild card spots are going to be really difficult.
0: I honestly, like, I, I, really, I think the, I really believe that mm-hmm. the Bears and the Vikings are going to have both of them.
1: I honestly, I think the Vikings could go ahead and win the division again. I think they can win the division again, possibly. The they o- just have to beat the Packers the to do it.
0: The only reason I'm not giving it to them as of right now is the Packers have Jordy Nelson coming back. Yep, they have their complete team. That's why I'm thing- saying they got to beat. The Packers. I think it was on um, the Behind the Pen that just went up. The segment just went up recently on the YouTube, but it was last week's Behind the Pen that we talked about it was we kind of took a look at the Bears roster, and I think it was Sean that said, great, they get Jordy Nelson back, and we didn't add anybody in the secondary that can like go up against and play along with. Fuller on the well, front line
1: for Chicago, they're not worried about that, they're trying to get to the quarterback first.
0: So, Floyd's trying to get to a Ratch. The
1: Yeah, the idea is we're going to hit the quarterback before he's got the chance, before your wide receiver has the chance to get open. That's that theory. That's one way to do it. Uh, you know, you can argue whether you think it's a good way to do it or not, but that's <laughs> one way to do it hit the quarterback before he's got the opportunity to throw it. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we'll find out what happens.
0: And I mean, getting to the end of this, you, know, I, when it comes to winning the Super Bowl, am I going to go out and say, fuck it, Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl? No, I'm pumping the brakes on that because this is a team that—
1: Because you don't want to give them the kiss of death.
0: Well, that and— uh, i got to save my kiss of death. As of right now, though, I'm leaning towards the Cardinals as my kiss of death. Of course. So um, we'll see what I officially—
1: You did that to them last year. Well, not at the very beginning, but in the playoffs you did it to them. Yes. And then Carson Palmer threw five interceptions.
0: <laughs> yes. It was the Colts and the Cowboys last year from the beginning yep. of the season. And what did both it,
1: those teams do? Neither one of them made
0: it to the what, playoffs. What is it with like teams that I pick to win the Super The year before when I said the Bears were going to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. And then they got a new coach, and then they got a new coach that's
1: <laughs> and a new g m funny how things work out it's i hey, I don't have luck. When my picks
0: the pick and super Bowl my prediction winners.
1: wasn't there either, but at least mine played in the conference championship no game. mine
0: like mine wasn't even didn't get there. it was just catastrophic, just injury, yeah, and derailment to the team like. There was no Oh, okay. At least you know we what? got to the AFC Championship game. I think game.
1: both my teams didn't get to the championship games cuz I had the Seahawks and I had the the Patriots. I had the rematch. Yeah,
0: you they did. were both
1: there. They both just lost.
0: You did. Mine were like catastrophically bad. Didn't even
1: they didn't Especially even show the up Cowboys. To the dance. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But do the way I see it with this Viking team is I'm going to compare it a little bit to my Cubs. Whereas last year for the Cubs did anyone expect us to beat the Cardinals in the DS? No. The NLDS? No. No one expected us to get to the NLCS and be where we were. I'm going to kind of equate that to last season for the Vikings. I was high, and I said, I remember sitting here on the onside kick That one, you were. They were going to win the wild card, and they were going to get that sixth wild card spot. And you said, no, they wouldn't. And we made that bet. Mm-hmm. And they ended up winning the division. They did. And they... Exceeded my expectations of them. I'm hoping that that is like last year's cut. Last year is last year's Cubs season, and this year the Vikings come in and they play lights out, just like my Cubs are doing right now. Do I think it's going to happen that way? No, but man, would that be something special Mm -hmm. for me?
1: I mean, they have the potential to be that kind of surprise lights out team, and and you know, beat the Titans home win like you said against the packers opening the season you
0: got to win the games you're expected to win that's how you're going to get there
1: the giants and the texans and the eagles those are kind of those, those mystery games mm-hmm. or easier game in yeah. the eagle sense but if they can beat the panthers they can be that surprise team that goes on a run cuz it's always that team that goes on a run early mm-hmm. and you're surprised yeah. it's just a matter if they can keep it up uh you know like the the chiefs for example went on a run they did it in the opposite direction but it wasn't that, what was it, two seasons ago or three seasons ago where they went on the run? Mm-hmm. Really long time, just knocking everybody out and mm-hmm. then fell off later on. Yeah. Um. So, we'll see what happens. I think the Vikings, the highest I would have them, I don't say a Super Bowl. Not now. I got to see what that offense can do now. But I think they've got enough pieces to really make a run at it at least. I'll give them the run. I just don't know if they can get past the conference championship game because they. I think there are still better teams in the NFC.
0: Okay, we're going to move on now to our last topic of the podcast, and this is a fun one. The reason why I say it's a fun one, it's always fun when we get to talk relocation or realignment, however you want to look at it. This is a relocation kind of a topic, and it's simple. This week the mayor of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman, said she is confident that the Raiders will relocate to Las Vegas in a quote that she told ESPN Radio's Capital Games podcast, "The Raiders will come if Nevada handles this prop- properly."
1: I don't know, man. I, I just don't I don't see Las Vegas as a real, viable site for an NFL team any professional team really they're always that they can pull off the minor leagues they can pull off an arena Mm -hmm. uh, you know whatever it is they can do that I just don't believe they can really hold on to an NFL team because it's just not an area it's a tourist attraction and that's basically it
0: here is what I first think of when I think of Las Vegas getting any kind of a professional sports team NBA MLB hockey, um, NFL, can you have a professional sports team in a city where gambling on sports games is legal? Boom, right there. That's the first issue with this. Yeah. Can you have a team like the Raiders in Las Vegas where fans can go to casinos and gamble on sporting events or sporting championships or this or that or where gambling is actually legal? It's interesting.
1: Obviously, the players
0: can't do that. Um, that's one thing you'd have to worry about. I, I think I it would, would be, say that you'd have to worry about it in some cases.
1: I think it would be pretty obvious that the players can't do it. You're not going to have, you know, uh, the Black Sox type of situation here, mm-hmm. where you have the whole team in that case. But the well, not the whole team, but most of the
0: team. Um, mm-hmm. Derek Carr puts a little money on it. Throws a key interception uh, when. Uh, he has the power He's going
1: to get the uh, Pete Rose treatment. <laughs> He's going to be excommunicated from the league, banned for all of eternity. Um, you know, it's... I just think... I really come down to the economics of it and the viability of it. Of uh, This is a tourist location. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have the true fan base
0: there. Because... Because it's kind of like a hosh-posh of uh, fan yeah, bases. Yeah, I mean, it's a,
1: it's a that, but it's also a place where people go touristy to party to to gamble mm-hmm. to do that type of things
0: go to strip clubs
1: and it's not economically like for the people who mm-hmm. actually live there all the time yeah it's not a well-off area mm-hmm. i don't think they have the money to really support i mean las vegas has money i don't think they have necessarily have the money to support that plus i also in the back of my head think las vegas you guys don't have water like you guys need to focus on those type of issues do we really need a field that we're going to have to supply water to all the time? I just concerned about that. You guys well, are a fucking get, desert. They
0: would get turf. Or I it guess that
1: they would have to,
0: yeah. Kind of like look at Arizona. Let's do it how they, but I mean, I,
1: I just want to bring the point that it's hot as fuck in, in Las Vegas. The
0: one thing um Goodman also said is the site under consideration could host the NFL, MLS and the University of uh, Nevada-Las Vegas football, she said she's confident that Las Vegas would get an MLS franchise as well. Mm-hmm. So that means you'd have the Raiders and a professional U.S. soccer franchise.
1: Which, I mean, kind of goes to my point of, if I don't even think that you guys can really support and have the, the true fan base for the Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders. Soccer
0: could work, though. I I would disagree. The re the reason why is uh, America
1: doesn't care about soccer.
0: That's exactly why. That's exactly why. How many people tune into the MLS and when you see mm-hmm. MLS like the one that I think of off the top of my head is the Portland Timbers. Portland, besides for the Timbers, has the Trailblazers. That's it. Yeah. That's the market of that city. And then they have the Oregon Ducks.
1: Yeah, but but the Portland is a first of all, Portland's a hip area. hipsters like soccer, true, uh, but it's also a a city that has a good base there. My thing about l a and I might be completely off on this, but I'm pretty sure I'm not um is that it's just the people who actually live there mm-hmm. are not well off enough to to really support this area. Las Vegas. Now, the surrounding areas maybe have a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But Las Vegas is an area that is purely based off of the tourists. And it's it's just I I can't imagine that the people who come there to gamble and to party really are going to then go to a football game Mm -hmm. or then go to a soccer game.
0: Here's the other thing. If the Raiders moved to Las Vegas, would the black hole, that fan base, follow them? to Sin City because the only way this works is if the fans they have right now in Oakland move with them and yeah. I don't know if necessarily that happens because the thing that makes the Raiders the Raiders is that black hole kind of a you go and it's just fans and Darth Vader masks and shoulder pads and face paint and just the crazy fans that you see in the black hole. Oh, definitely.
1: Definitely. Um, I don't know that they do. I really don't. Uh, you know, it's not horrible. I mean, I don't want to just do it based off of trip, how long it would take you to drive from Oakland to Las Vegas, but about eight to nine hours Mm -hmm. is the answer to that question.
0: You could fly though.
1: You could fly. It would take only an hour in that case. Um, going to spend, you know, like 200 bucks to do it, but sure, knock yourself out. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know if that's the thing with what I'm saying with Las Vegas and my same issue that I had with anybody moving to LA in the first place was it's not an area where people are going to be fans of that team. This isn't Boston. You know, this isn't green Bay. I'll even say Chicago. It's not St. Louis Mm -hmm. where like you have Oh, St. Louis is a bad example because they lost their team, but it's not this area where people are there and they've been there and they're always going to be there. You know, LA is a place where people have people go to LA for other reasons, mm-hmm. and they still are going to carry their Chicago hat, their New York hat, you know, whatever it is. They're still going to be a fan of that team where they came from because it's a transplant city.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't necessarily know that Las Vegas is a transplant city. I don't know it
0: well enough. You're just saying say that it's a tourist attraction. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know it's if it's not even a transplant city. It's just. An attraction that I go to to mm-hmm. get away for a week or a week. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's it's that. So I don't know that Oakland or I don't know that those people are going to really adopt mm-hmm. the Oakland thing. I don't think people who live in Oakland are going to give up on this team like people in LA didn't give up on them when they moved yeah. to Oakland. But those people are eight hours away.
0: And I mean, Goodman also said, and I quote: "We're getting calls from outside the region offering to help with funding for stadium." For stadium in Las Vegas, and the article then says she also said Las Vegas would be a destination for fans from the Bay Area, L.A., Phoenix, and all over the West for games.
1: I don't know. I just think about it for myself. I would love people to go in the comment section and let mm-hmm. me know uh, what they feel, or Twitter at Um but like, how far are you really willing to drive for your average game? I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm just saying your average game.
0: Weekly game if you're a Raider fan or a weekly game if you, let's say, put the Bears in this yeah. situation, you're a Bears fan.
1: I I think of it, uh, and it wasn't that long ago that I drove to, to Nashville, uh-huh. uh and I just happened to stop over at Nissan Stadium. But I, I think about that, and I'm like, man, that was a six to seven hour drive. I don't know if I'd be willing to do that just to watch the Chicago Bears play.
0: And then come right back.
1: And, yeah, exactly. And maybe I spend a night there because it was a night game or something. Yeah, like that. you know, I I don't even necessarily want to drive to Detroit, which is only five hours for me, mm-hmm. or to Green Bay, which is going to be less than that, yeah, three hours, probably to Green three Bay. to four. I don't really know one hundred percent, but I'm guessing around three
0: because it's a little bit more north than um, Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I don't really want to do that even, mm-hmm. and that's not that far. How far are you really willing to drive? If you're saying, you know, for people in the Bay Area, that's a seven to eight hour drive, if not more for certain people. Are they really going to drive eight hours just to see the Oakland Raiders
0: play? I Also, I kind of see this. Is this a power play by Davis? Is this a power play to say, hey, look, we're meeting with Las Vegas to get a new stadium in Oakland?
1: It could be. I just kind of I don't know. I find it very interesting. Um it, I mean it does add to the circus that is Las Vegas.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's one more thing. And maybe you would And s-
0: if you can get those fans to come over, it fits the city.
1: It does. It definitely does. Uh or you know, and, and maybe they're hoping that, you know, guys on their bachelor party or something like that. Like the people who make a trip of Las Vegas. They go and have a guys night. College kids go there on spring break or something like that. Mhm. Even though spring break, there's no football. But follow me here. Uh, <laughs> people who are going there for whatever reason are just going to add seeing a football yeah. game as one more thing to do,
0: or a soccer game. Let's let's not get ahead of Cause ourselves because they're adding the MLS too. Remember that.
1: Well, yeah, you know they'll be like <laughs> it's cheap tickets, twenty five bucks. Yeah, sure, we'll go. Uh, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting for sure. I'm not sure. I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe that this can work.
0: Bottom line, do the Raiders move or do they stay in Oakland in your mind?
1: I want them to stay in Oakland. I think they do. Uh, yeah, this wasn't the team. Oakland really should be in L.A. with the Rams, if anything. I mean, I don't think that L.A. needed any teams, mm-hmm. especially not two. But yeah. if, if they're going to have two. They used to have two. If they're going to have two teams, Oakland and and, uh, and the Rams should be there. Mm-hmm. And San Diego should have been the team to go somewhere else. Yeah. Um. Instead of San Diego also joining in on the Mm -hmm. LA thing. I just don't think Las Vegas is the answer. There's better places to go than Las Vegas, in my eyes.
0: Well, I'm going to put it this way. I think this is a power play by the Raiders. I think this is them trying to use this to say, hey, we're in talks at Las Vegas to try to get the city of Oakland scared to keep the Raiders. It's kind of like that shitty girlfriend thing. And I say shitty girlfriend because these girls are absolutely the worst. The ones where it's like, my boyfriend doesn't appreciate me. How am I going to get him? try to get him to appreciate me? I'm going to go hang over some other guy. Or I'm going to give another guy my attention. Because then he'll want to give me attention because he'll get jealous. That's what the Raiders are doing right now. Is it necessarily the right move? Probably not. But we'll see what happens in the end. That's going to do it this week for the onside kick. I want to thank all of you guys for listening in. If you're on SoundCloud... Go ahead, hit that heart and repost button. If you're on YouTube, please give us a like and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Also, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, if you want to give us a little bit extra support and be rewarded for that extra support, go check out our Patreon page. The link is down in the description. I want to thank you guys for following us. I'm at Ricky Widmer for Mark Weber at the 2 e's, Mark Weber. This is us signing off for the onside kick. But as always, have a good day, everybody.
1: Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.